0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight on Just Another Podcast, we have a very special guest, Shahida Yasmin. Shahida, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing
1: wonderful, how are you? Doing good, doing
0: good. Nice plants in the background. Thank you. <laughs> so I have known Shahida for, since 2005 but didn't talk to her until 2007 because I was kind of scared of her. Um, <laughs> All right. you, you had a very, had a um, very menacing demeanor. Yeah. I, I didn't know, like, I was like, listen, I grew up with enough black women giving me head to I, I don't want no problems. But Shahida, uh, once I started speaking to Shahida, um, I saw a very, very powerful, very forceful, very energetic, very polite, very intelligent person who loved her community. I mean, she's she bleeds the Lower East Side as much as anyone I know, probably even more. Um, she's got it on her shirt right now. Um, and you know, she's just one of many people that I've met that I'm proud to know. Um. And yeah, man, Shahida, Shahida, welcome to the show. How you
1: doing? What's going on? Thank you. Nothing, nothing. I'm just, you know, relaxing. I'm home. Hard day at work, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just here. What's going on? I'm. I, I've known. no one Hector has been? It's, he's my brother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you think of like nine to fives, uh, working in community-based organizations, you hope to have a colleague uh like him i know he said he was scared of me but i thought i was always pretty friendly to people but you know no i guess you
0: never know <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> at so least at is, least that's not what i thought at least that's what i thought it wasn't it wasn't how that, you
1: were, really that, that you wasn't know?
0: the case that, honestly it was more me than anything but oh, but you definitely okay. had like this you you put you had this wall and plus you wasn't from like you was you was part of grand Street, but you was from up the block you're beacon, was, and there was, was that that was that divide. <laughs> there was like all oh, the beacons wild. Do not want to go over there? And I was like, really? The
1: beacons wild? And then I went over but
0: there, it wasn't I, even
1: that bad. It was 80 pit was like Yeah, it was soft. It was soft. yeah, so, so <laughs> I, the thing is I grew up in eighty Pit. So what yeah, yeah. we're talking about is our old, old mm-hmm. organization we used to work with. Yeah. And I grew up there, like literally from a child. I was a daycare mm-hmm. there and everything. My mother worked mm-hmm. there. I remember when the executive director was a black woman like in the 80s, in the 90s, you know what I'm wow. saying? Hopkins, wow. you know what I'm saying? Before it got turned over to all that, how it turned out to be, you know what I mean? But um, like, I grew up in 80 pit. so for people from 80 pit to look at me like crazy back then, I used to look at y'all like, I went <laughs> through the hallway, we had sleepovers there, we went to Bear Mountain, like, before uh-huh. you even came open here or thought about LA, uh-huh. yes, we, yeah, you know Definitely. so for me that was and a lot of the beacon kids felt that way too because they also came up to 85 and mm-hmm. that's what new staff members never really understood like it was like who are yeah. y'all Don't better play us and we over yeah. here now and we better than y'all and we <laughs>
0: So
1: that's we uh, <laughs> had to
0: pop in it. At, at uh, the yeah, definitely did. Yeah, definitely did. Especially, over especially at the the Halloween parties and stuff.
1: Everything, everything. Y'all, day,
0: y'all would come through and have like dance numbers, and the kids kids are just our kids would be looking like, uh, <laughs> I'd be like, yo, don't look at me, I don't coordinate dance. <laughs> better go check, go we'll figure it out. <laughs> Listen, that's they had me over there. So
1: after that. Long story short, Long story good times. I is definitely a, a good good folk of good folk to work with because the vision and the and the passion and the loyalty media, you know what I mean? So it's like if you don't have that, you don't have that humility to work with the children who are going through whatever they're going through,
2: then you know,
1: it's hard to work with somebody who doesn't have that. And it was always he kept it a hundred with me. He would give me a look, and then I know what he's talking about without even having to say anything. Like real talk, you know. So it's like it was always respectful because it's like, even though you wasn't from the lower, you you also you also got it out the mud, and you also worked in with people who really needed the support, and you was there. And you was a constant, and you grew, and you and you know you was one of the first people to tell me um, about like a financial situation in terms of like work and salary, and you, like you know. One year I was making this, and the next year I was making that. And I was happier making the less money because the other shit was, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, I started to relate to that now,
2: mm-hmm. you know?
1: So it's just it's just crazy how when you're in the nonprofit world for so long and then you switch up and do something different and then it's like, damn, you took a leap of faith but then it's like, damn, maybe mm-hmm. I needed to pray mm-hmm. more. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: this, you know? nah, just for the bread and then yeah. it's like it's just yeah so that's what's going on okay
0: so <laughs> so before we, we we delve a little deeper into that um i'd like to pick your brain a little bit about Shahida growing up um you know i know that you're you know, you grew up devout Muslim. Um, you you and another friend I have are like my primary education about what it is to be Muslim. I with mean your dad and with your family and stuff like that. Like, so let, let let's go back. Let's 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 go back. Like, so Shahida, you know, growing up, what was that like for you? Where
1: did you grow up? Did you always you lived in the lower all your life? Did you grow up yeah, in the lower? I lived in my whole life, but yes, I grew up in the yes. So the back story is that my father got murdered in DC. My mother was pregnant with me. Um, after she, I, I, you know, I have four siblings who are older than me. Wow. My father was a cab. He drove a cab, but he also taught um, inmates how to read at a local facility in Washington DC and in Virginia and in a, oh. a DMV area, and um, he got murdered, or whatever. They said it was um, a robbery by a heroin addict, but it wasn't, because at that time, there was a lot of imams getting murdered in wow. the DMV area. Because um, wow. you know, they didn't need another Malcolm, you know? Mm. So um, anybody who was trying to do something for people, they they it that early, you know? Wow. So my, Umi moved back to, to the projects, and you know, we decided to move,
2: um with Baruch. my grandma. Baruch. Baruch. Baruch.
1: Not Baruch. not Baruch. Baruch. Not Houston.
2: Houston. Houston. Um, right. you know, but um
1: she she moved back to LES. And so I was born and raised in Baruch Projects. You know, okay. next to God Drive, next to I remember when there was jams, when the jams first started coming through. I remember the I remember the, I remember the eighties and LES, a lot of abandoned, burned out buildings. If you didn't live in the projects and mm. you walk up the Ave, you walk up Grand street, it was mm. considered Jews and the co-ops, oh, like wow. the you mm. Chinatown. town. Then you had like, you, mm-hmm. where you, where you were over there in Nica that was all Italian. Then you had Smith, you had Little Italy and like, when people ask me where I grew up, I just be like, I was able to, in like a 10 block radius, be in every country, like being Puerto Rico, being Dominican Republic, be, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Being Italy, being China, you know, being Israel, like, and being in the process with the Black like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we had all of that in LES. So it's like, I feel like that's why I've always been so easy to speak to people because we had so many different people in LES. Then you had the Mexicans mm-hmm. cooking and the Ratnas, like, it was a whole lot, like, so. You were able to really grow up here, and it, I feel like I didn't realize we was poor mm. until I got a little older. Like I didn't realize how poor we was. You know what I'm saying? Like,
2: right.
1: like I remember standing on the government cheese line and all that, But just being like, "Yo, this we about to have grilled cheese sandwiches." Being yeah, happy yeah. about this. That <laughs> cheese is mean? good
2: as hell. You know, like, so <laughs> I, I
1: had food stamps. I knew mm. that wasn't real money. But I know that shit bought food, and I know that I ate. Like, mm. I know we ate oodles and noodles, and my mother made that shit into lo mein. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say, but we also yeah, yeah, yeah. had to customize. We also used to, you know what I'm saying? My mother also exposed us to different things. All right. five of us, nice. all around the city. You know what I mean? So, nice. like, I remember it being us. It just being about us until, mm. for me, I started getting older. I was outside playing. and I used to climb trees in a project, bro. <laughs> and that's how I did not know I was broke until I wanted stuff mm. even though I was spoiled I was very spoiled for the baby I got everything I wanted <laughs> period like that's why I had to start working early because you can't Good, keep man. up with your hands. oh I gotta get a job Like you know what there I mean so, so mm. I asked my Umi for a gold chain and she was like because we wore silver okay we made our jewelry all right? that's the type of thing that I came from my mother making everybody's outfits you know okay. I come from making an instance in a project bathroom tub like real talk that's that's my heritage that's what I come from and so growing up in LES and then being black and then being Muslim what LES used to stand for look everybody's Spanish
2: mm-hmm.
1: even though my grandmother mm-hmm. then moved down here in the 60s so nah. it wasn't really look everybody's Spanish but in my era it was nah, nah. Way, being a black girl it was only but so many black families in emerged you know what I'm right. saying? Like maybe ten, maybe ten. Like wow. people knew each other because those are the people who were there from the 60s, from the 70s. Because wow. when they moved here in the, to, to the projects, it was Irish people.
2: Okay. It
1: was Italians. It wasn't Spanish and black. It was you know. It was right, right. that was a that was that time period when you know you had. Affordable housing, and it wasn't made for us. People always think the projects were made for black people. No, no, no. It, yeah. it was made for things. people that couldn't afford yeah. to.
2: Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, Lower East Side specifically, because the first project housing developers was right here on Avenue A. First houses it was an LES, the first project ever built.
0: What's the name of that one? First houses. First houses. That's what that was. Called. I've never known that that project was called first. Actually, I've seen the sign. I think I'm not sure. Oh, I'm wow. good. I probably I have seen some, but I, I know well, those projects. So but, I...
1: but it was really for and who it was really for? Because mm-hmm. LES at that time was there wasn't no Puerto Ricans down here. It wasn't that many black people out here, like, like just... it wasn't for us. So anyway, all that to say, um, that's how I grew up out here. Like just going to pit pool, going to a tissue pool, walking between
2: 30, <laughs>
1: like, you know, going to after school yeah. program. Be the cheerleader, uh, like uh, going to Gold yeah. Park, watching basketball games in like summer. <laughs> yeah.
2: That
1: was my upbringing, and I feel like I feel like we were so rich, but we
2: were so broke. Rich in community, yeah. You no, know,
1: people, definitely. my family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like real talk, I, I I really do love LES. People talk about that, talk about it, and it's like it's a love and hate these days, because, you know, the gentrification and the different, you know, right. people are out here, and now I'm living somewhere different. I'm not living in, in Boots, but I'm selling LES.
2: Mm-hmm. And just
1: seeing the dichotomy of the community is just so distracting. Yeah. And I'm just happy on the low that I'm able to get in my car, cross the bridge, and go to Brooklyn and be a principal now. And mm-hmm. not even have to deal with just the bullshit, because right. my building is the bullshit. It's like everybody got dogs. I had a dog. His name was Hova, I didn't even know what <laughs> but Everybody got dogs, these white people and Chinese people. Everybody in Spanish, everybody loves some dogs, mad mm-hmm. dogs in the building. So it was like, you just be in the elevator, They're looking that, you all paid 5,000 dollars on that dog, didn't you, like
2: that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> <In> the problem is, they could go five thousand dollars,
1: unless they were bleeding a little bit, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's like living now. I'm happy to be able to go, Cause now it's just different, you know. It's the same, but it's different.
0: You you sound like you have you sound like you have some survivor's guilt a little bit, which hap- which happens when you either people in your life died and you were the one the last person standing, or even when like people that you know you grew you grew up with, and you grew up in a certain place, and now you you come into the means to provide a better life for yourself and it's kind of you kind of look at that and you're like man you know people people tend to fall into the trap of feeling like they are a sellout and it's like no you're not a sellout like you you just have it's okay like you've earned after everything that you've gone through because you because when everybody took a left you made a right yeah. and and what ended up happening was the fruits of your labor are now bearing that and they're continuing to bear it. till you you retired and then you decide whatever else you want to do in your next chapter of your life. But those are the fruits of your labor. And, you know, I think it's, I, I always got the sense of that from you in the sense of community, not talking about the survivor's guilt, because that is what it is. And I'm saying that you do, but it kind of sounds like that a little bit, but I, in terms of, like, the community, I always felt like you embody that. And you embody, you embraced all cultures, because the Lower East Side is a melting pot. There is a melting pot. You know, like, there's literally it's Chinatown and 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 the Lower East Side are... I mean, literally, I walk up the block. I'm in Chinatown. I walk up the other block. I'm in the Lower East Side. Exactly. <laughs> so... You know, it's a, they kind of, it's interwoven into itself. And, and then you do have, there was, there is a Jewish community down here. There is, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of history and a lot of community down here, especially at that time. Um, people like you and, and there were others who were like mainstays down here that kind of. Educated me on what what it was to live in the Lower East Side and what it what you know to hold that up and what that meant to you guys and I always respected that to be honest with you because yeah. you know there's I've been you know I'm from all over New York I'm from all like I am you know like I always I would rep Harlem but Harlem is just a small part of my life you know I lived in Staten Island I lived in Queens I lived in I've lived all over you know so New York is my home but. I've also the places that I live. Those there's like little pieces I got to see and 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 take part in different types of cultures, and you know, I'm not gonna saddle up the Lower East Side the most. but I I, I like living down here. <laughs> I do. I I like Listen, I love living down here. I don't care. I don't even like. I love living down here. And what? but whether it was before the gentrification or after, like I love living down here because this is the only place where you can, you see street art, you see the regular homies hanging out, you see, you know, the gentrifiers walking, you know, you see all those, (laughs) you see, (laughs) you know, but you see all of that and it all comes together. It's kind of like, we're all down here and, you know, it's, and it's, and the
1: gentrifiers, listen, I mean, it's, it's respectful, like, you know, I mean, It used to not be respectful though. Uh, I remember when, when it wasn't respectful. So it's like they improved as well because yeah, now they, yeah. they're yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? Just like you can't go to any community just acting crazy like you own everything. Mm-hmm. But, but what's, what's interesting is being able to live in a accepting diverse community, is different than what people are used to
2: yeah.
1: and that's and that's really what it is I feel like we got even our hoodest people are still on you know because you, it's you can't help what you see and who you experience mm-hmm. and the stores that you go to and the laundromat you wash it in. like we're we're interwoven like you said like you could be in one building and have mixed income of folks yeah. so yeah. you mm-hmm. you're gonna to have to interface with different type of people regardless of their color. Regardless of their their, um, gender, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of whatever, it's, it's going to be, it's going to happen.
2: Definitely.
1: And, you know, and I think it's, it's the beauty of it. It's the beauty of what community is. Whatever community you live in, you're always going to have people who are different from you, even if they're the same nationality as you, same religion, they're still going to, there's still going to be differences, you know, and it's about accepting those differences. And, you know, I don't even want to use the word tolerate. I want to use the word like yeah. embrace. <laughs> well, can I see that it's been, it its what it is. It's like, embrace. it's like that acceptance of acceptance it. It's an acceptance, it. mm-hmm. it's an acceptance. And yeah, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. Me being mm-hmm. raised here and me being the only one in my family who's still down here. Right. So it's like, I might be from LES, but I did live in Brooklyn. I mm-hmm. did live in Queens. I did live mm-hmm. in the Bronx. <laughs> I never lived in Harlem though, but I have family in Harlem and I worked in Staten Island. So, like you, the group home. I remember city.
0: that. I remember your stories about the group home. <laughs> I, remember that. I remember your stories about that.
2: <laughs> God bless all those oh, gentlemen. Yeah. for all the staff members. Like, that
1: was a different thing.
0: It was funny. Like, I always learn something new about uh, about the people that I know when when we go through these things. Like I didn't know your dad was murdered. I mean, I definitely appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, no. But move but moving on, so growing up, Lowy Louie, Lowy Side was a melting pot. You moved back here, you were, you were a child and, and you were one of 10 black families you felt and yeah. because the Lower East Side was mostly rich in Latin culture,
1: and oh, well, as and, you know, the, and, the, the project was that okay. all, came, all of y'all came oh, with this. All yeah. you the boats came
2: with time. Oh man, okay. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: So, tell me what it was like growing up for you as a teenager in the lower. East. Especially, like, because when I met you, I don't think you were an adult. I met you in 2005. How old were you in 2005? I was a grown person in 2005, Definitely, I'm 43 years old. Oh, so we're the same age. Okay. You didn't look it. You don't ever look your age.
1: Well, you know. When's your birthday? Black Don't don't Crack, February. Oh, you're older than me, too. Yeah, I know that. I knew that. You older me. It's interesting. Yeah, see people. People often, you know. I thought you were younger. Ageism, huh? I thought you
0: were younger you, No. Black don't crack. You're right about that.
1: I'm, I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown woman.
0: <laughs> okay, so brown what crack. was it? So what was it like growing up? Because basically, you grew up in the same era, so the '90s, the '90s in the Lower East Side. What was that like?
1: The '90s in the Lower East Side was 12 pop. 12, Paul, that's when I started going up the hill. Like in the early 90s, I was still in, um, you 22, so you know, mm-hmm. but um, in like 90, 90-something, 92, I was still, I, damn, shit. Even earlier than that, like so growing up in the LES in the 90s for me was, I was always very active, arts-wise, dancing, singing, um, acting, you know, um, I've always been like outside like in the 90s for me is like when I when I found out what it was to be outside you know um, I was the one kid in my family that was always outside in the streets of LA. I like I was in every part I was in the ad I was up the hill you know but once I came up the hill it was like it was different up the hill because there was more black families when I think about my 90s I think mm-hmm. about singing a lot. I'm thinking about Mary Day Blige, how the music influenced me. Mm-hmm. That was that was Bad Boy era. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before mm-hmm. that was before that was RB and then it was mm-hmm. hip hop and RB.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like rap and RB back then in the early 90s was different. Until yeah, I
2: said
1: yeah, yeah. I soul and all of that other stuff. Like Neo Soul, all of that shit was the 90s. Mm-hmm. Musically, so music had a heavy impact on me. I thought I was. The next Mariah mm-hmm. Blas, I thought I was going to be the next big thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the 90s also for me was like, be hating on fucking Ashanti because we both went to the same album that you see. And this
2: bitch is <laughs> talking
1: about, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the 90s also brought me at opportunities to sing with Mariah Carey in high school. Wow. That's you amazing. know what I'm saying? It brought me opportunities to go to City College and home. all of
2: right.
1: You know, so it's like yeah. the 90s was. And I was still working the whole time. Nice. I always had a job since I was 13 years old. I always had a job. I only had a job, only not had a job two times in my life for six months. Mm -hmm. After that, it was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I think that's why being involved with the community was always so beneficial because you always had a job if you was working in the community.
0: Yeah, after school program.
1: Understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw the opportunity there. I was like, Oh, all right, all right, I could do this. I could teach dance. I went from teaching dance to being a tutor to being a special events coordinator, whatever the fuck I was at the Beacon. I don't remember, and a dance teacher. Then mm-hmm. I worked for um LES Teens, the, mm-hmm. the pregnancy prevention joint. Then yeah. I was still a dance teacher doing that, yeah. and then then I was a substitute for the DOE working everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. and then it's like I could think. I think about my life and just the trajectory of it in the nineties. This is wow. just the 90s. Mm-hmm. This ain't even 2000s nothing, just the 90s. Wow. I was a cultural harmony with Harry Street Settlement. I, I performed at the inauguration of the Nidia Velasquez. You feel what I'm saying? And I had mm-hmm. to be like 12 years old, 12, 12 13 years old. Wow. 12, I was definitely 12 because I got $25 stipend for each performance.
2: And we only did
1: the performances. Yeah. But we had bad practice. The practice was like every day, you know what I'm saying? So like I think about all those things that made me and the different experience I had and now yeah, I am at three, right? After the 90s is over, but then the 2000s came. That was a whole other shit. That's the 2000s I was bitten, I'm not even gonna hold you. The 2000s mm-hmm. I was bitten. My husband got locked up twice. So that's 10 years of so the 2000s. It's only
2: right.
1: how many, you know what I'm saying? Before we got to 2020, it was only 20 years. Wow. Having me I was okay. wow. And in college and working mm-hmm. and taking care of my little cousin whose father was in jail. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. Th- I think that and I'm like, what song? What song? What, what? Yeah, that song came out.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: this, this time period is that I literally did not, do not remember. Like, I don't even connect with certain shit. Right. And so somebody like you be like, oh, we remember in 2005. I'm like, so now I mean obviously you
0: being a grown woman and all being older than me just want to point that out and um (laughs) so now you know because I've seen you in in various stages of your career and you know shout out to you because you've always you've moved like you've moved up Um,
1: I mean, I feel like I had a pretty good track record, you know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of the young ladies who who grew up with some of my guidance, you know what I'm saying? Are doing okay. Like a good amount of them, a good a good amount. Like just to have the influence, and some of them I wouldn't even have known until recent because we follow each other on social media or whatever, and I might like something. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, you always did the, 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 for me. You was always a, the, the, the. you know, and it's like hearing that. And then plus the ones who have remained close to mm-hmm. I can really say, like, nah, like the shorties to come up under me. They get a PhDs, they police officers, they yeah. entrepreneurs, they got their own businesses, you know what I'm saying? They wonderful mothers, they're educators, they're lawyers. Like I got a lot of young ladies yeah. who came up with me oh. who are excelling in life. They travel, they got vehicles, they got their children. They're not letting no man like stop them from doing nothing. And some of them got men, some of them are lesbians, some of them, whatever they doing, mm-hmm. they're making sure that they are putting themselves first and they're happy. Yeah. Now, not to say they didn't go through shit, because everybody goes through shit, but it's good to look and see, like, hi, I see you, you yeah, know, yeah,
2: like,
1: 100%. 100%. you know, and then I support them. Like, if you got a business, I'm going to you to get waxed. And that's a big, like, uh, barrier, like, this to get waxed. You don't want nobody you know. <laughs> I ain't really going to do all of those self-care things.
2: Yeah, but right, I'm because,
1: right. like, I've seen you when before you had your period, like mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, and then even the young men, some of them ain't really doing as good as they could be doing, but there's a lot of them that are. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of people who went the other way uh, through our influence. You know, A. B. You know, what I'm talking about um Rare Arrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when I told. I remember telling him. I'm like, yo, you. We're like yo, I don't really play ball. Like, I don't remember him saying
2: that
1: to me. Like, but so the said,
2: Yeah.
1: I said, make some t-shirts or something. Make a t-shirt. And he uh got the gap. Yeah. You know what uh, I'm saying? Right. He's so, in a space that's like, not um, to say I'm the one that said, oh, you know, but if somebody didn't say, nigga, make some t-shirts like, and <laughs> uh, sell You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, and then you see day day, and then you see. Just eat, so you see everybody just still like moving
2: yeah.
1: and trying to be better and get better. Mm. It's just like, I hopefully I had a little bit of influence in that. Because we was there every day with them kids. Yeah. Some of them kids didn't even eat if it wasn't for us. That's Literally. True.
2: Very true. Literally. Yeah. I remember.
1: And people know when you really care and you don't care. Like people know. Like, but people say, "Hey, how you doing?" Some people are like, "Oh, how you doing?" They don't really care. But other people, when you say it's like, oh, "How you doing? You good?" You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and and I think that's what that's what it takes when you work with community. That's when you work with people. It's mm-hmm. that human. It's that humanness. Yeah, totally. The humanity of it all, like really caring about somebody's success. And not really want to not want to really not want to see nobody fucked up and really don't see nobody failing. Mm-hmm. But it's like I feel like competition has kind of taken a a lot away, ego has taken that away from our people, from our communities. Like people become complacent, they don't care. They'll let somebody walk by, and let somebody disrespect someone else and, and not step in out of mm-hmm. not necessarily out of fear for getting, you know, for anything, mm-hmm. but this not really want to be involved in other people's shit because you got your own shit. And it's like, yeah, I respect it, but I can't, to this day, I can't walk by and see a man or a woman like being like, combated mm-hmm. with each other in the street, like, yo, just walk away. Like, I gotta say something. I can't just mm-hmm. be like, I done see my girlfriend from elementary school, a man pounding her head on the sidewalk. I done seen that. And it was ironical in front of the, the, our elementary school and he was sitting there doing that to her and I was just like, yo, you fucking like, you gotta yeah, stop, yeah. go and she's like, no, mm-hmm. don't say nothing and I remember this, I, that was a part of my 90s in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. my growing up and I remember it so vividly because she was a fair Latina you know, yeah, she looked like a yeah. porcelain she was beautiful and to see yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing on her it was just like really shocking right yeah. and then he, and he just he was older than us I remember him being like my brother's age Wow. So he was at least five, six years older than us, and being an element, being in in, in junior high school and dealing with somebody five years older that that was that's a lot. That was a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not even in school no yeah. more. Like and I, just starting school type. I used to hate those dudes. They used to get all the pretty girls, man. <laughs> she, was a, she was a beautiful, she was a beautiful, uh-huh. beautiful girl, and it's like. I used to see him and I used to just look at him like, yeah. and he's always like mm. put his head down when he saw mm. me because like you know you should have been doing that like yeah, yeah. come on like don't do that and my name means witness that there's only one God, modern friend, that's what my name means and I'll I, I be trying to really figure out like how my name connects to the experiences that I have and the jobs that I have and just the people who I connect with, you know? And I'm witnessing life through God. Whether I'm practicing and deaning or not, like you still, I'm still witnessing all of these things. And people are like, well, how come you not learn to be yourself? Why are you so hard? headed?" I think it's because I'm so busy witnessing other people's situations mm-hmm. and trying to make theirs better and trying to help them. And not, you know...
0: Even expecting that right. reciprocation.
2: Specific- well, this is a good segue because that was really dope. will be a bit. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I've, I got a couple of things I'm supposed to be doing, but this is a great segue because tell me about what's going on with you right now. I mean, professionally, side projects. Tell me, tell me what's going on with you
1: right now. Well, I'm learning to not talk about things that I'm doing on the side until I do them. So I'll tell you a little bit about that. But right now, I'm a building principal for a daycare center in Brooklyn. Nice. Um, I opened it up June, June 21st. It was closed down, and I basically brought it up to code, brought it up to operation.
2: Of course,
1: um, you I did. <laughs> Um, I have a team you know I have about 28 families really 16 that come on a consistent basis because I don't have um lead teachers um so things are a little slow in terms of enrollment but I'm in the private sector now I'm not in a nonprofit anymore so it's, I work for Hasidic Jews you know that's yeah. a difference that's a whole nother ball game right <laughs> um for the, for for this for for the good things and the bad things, it's a whole different ball game. It's, it's lessons every single day, um, putting out fires every day, dealing mm-hmm. with staff members who I'm not used to. Like I've never had to fire anybody, you know that, ever. Okay. I, I got to fire. I got to fire somebody. So I'm really struggling <laughs> with that.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but but I first was one since, is
0: rough. The first one is rough. It's gonna be,
1: it's gonna be really rough. It's gonna <laughs> happen though. But um I love working with babies and children. They I'm sick right now. I don't know if you can hear it because one of them gave me a little cold, like because yeah. the immune systems, they they all stick together. Everybody sick mm. together, everybody gets healthy together, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's just interesting. But I really love these little kids. Like they show me so much love and it softens me. I believe that it softened me a lot working with dycd and working with a bunch of adults all day every day and you know right. um so side projects while well, i'm still teaching dance at abrams art center hip-hop on saturdays i still do that that brings me joy and happiness um
2: right.
1: i'm also trying to like start writing some books you know for children that's what this new gig as a daycare principal has opened my eyes to like I see the books that they have, I'm like, I could do this, you know, I could write some books from some pretty brown browns, like, you know. Mm -hmm. So um partnering with my sister in terms of illustration to make that happen. And you know, I'm just happy right now. Like my husband is 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 thriving, he's doing well, you know. Um things are just things are just good right now. And I remember when it wasn't. I remember when I was stressing and it's like I think about how many people who I came across when I was in those moments of like, the parts that were not so great in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And how people see me now and it, you know, I wonder what people think, because I, I keep more to myself now. I have a very close native folks who I, I communicate with. Um, I'm an Aquarius, so if I don't feel feeling some kind of way about you, i definitely stay away from you. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> definitely um. like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm learning to get out of spaces that don't make me feel comfortable, mm-hmm. whether it be mm-hmm. professional or personal. Mm-hmm. I love my home. I like my plants. You know,
2: right. listen
1: to my music. I have affirmations up in the crib. You know, I pray. So, like, what I'm going, but what I'm doing right now, that's what I'm doing. I feel like I'm into. I'm. I'm. I'm coming so much more into myself, and just the growth that I want to see happen. I'm getting a little older. I. W- I want more things to happen for me financially, you know. Um it don't bring happiness, but money don't bring happiness, but it definitely brings a level of comfort that, that um I'm teaching <laughs> right now. I like <laughs> but being a principal is it's just in it's in Brooklyn, I'm in bedside. Um my block, the block or where the school is mm-hmm. in relationship to the my neighbors, like I had to sweep up the floor, I had to sweep the debris, I had to mm-hmm. sweep defecation. I got to get them to paint the gate so that because the graffiti there like I don't want my I don't have I don't have any children of my own right but I wouldn't want to push no carriage up into nowhere that smell like mm. feces and garbage you know so I right. think about things and you know I just try to create a space that the kids are happy and I'm going there I sing and I dance and my staff are looking at me like crazy I'm crazy I'm like this is what you need to be doing they right. won't be running around crazy if you're engaging with them and having fun with them so I'm the cook right now. I'm wearing multiple hats. And at this stage, I didn't think I would be doing all of this. I thought I was going to be able to be a principal and make decisions and wear my suits and all of that. But um, I'm happy where I'm at right now because I know there's room for growth, personal growth, not even in the company, just personal growth. And I believe that I've always been blessed with getting money. So I know that's going to come, but it's now I'm at the point of doing the right thing with my money so I can secure the future that I want for myself, you know, and the things I want to do, like, have my, like, have books, like, write books, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. really taking time to rebrand my nonprofit and not even have a nonprofit, have a for profit, like, you know, I did that, you know, Mm -hmm. Infinite Movement definitely was a good move for me out. It made me good money, but after COVID, after after um I had a dancer who passed away, it just really took me and shook me. So that was something I stopped doing, like at my own thing. And then I was presented with an opportunity to teach dance. I was like, it's only on Saturdays. They gotta get the kids. Oh, and I'm getting paid. <laughs> I was you know? So I'm like, okay, I can do this. So I'm excited to to be dancing again with these little little Little, little children and I got Chinese kids, Spanish kids, black kids, white kids. It's like, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, this is what's up. And their parents are like my age. All of those kids' parents <laughs> are my age or younger, you know? Yeah. So it's just interesting. And out of all, of, like I only came back because I have these three parents from last year. Like, you gotta come back, you gotta come back. Georgia was a little blonde haired, blue eyed little girl. Who can move her shoulders like I ain't never seen in the old East Side? I came back for her. I came back for Lucas, little Asian little boy who could dance. I call him Big Lou. I was like, oh, you got some, you know? They're like, please come back, please come back. I wasn't gonna dance no more,
2: right?
1: You know, I was like, you know, I'm done. I'm done. I'm washed up. I can't do TikToks. All of that stuff. Like I don't know about that. I do old school hip hop, you know. But that's what I'm doing, and that's where I'm at. And I just. In terms of, because I know something you told me, you was like, think about how you want to brand yourself. I was thinking about that hard. I was like, I guess it's, for me, it's like really just you. what you see is what you get. I'm not trying to be anything or trying to promote anything for anybody to want to drop with me or nothing like that. It's like, do you, do you, don't you, don't. It's like, I am who I am. I'm yeah. a genuine person. And you know, I let those people who want to be whatever it is, they trying to be, do all of that. That. Me, I feel like I, I worked hard, busted my ass my whole life, you know, I give my mother money, I cook my husband dinner, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: like,
1: <laughs> I give people in the street food, like, you know, like, I let people go ahead in front of me sometime when I'm driving, if I'm not, you know, speed racing. So mm-hmm. I like, I just try to live righteous, I just try to be a good person, be a fair person, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Love me or leave me alone, like, I literally, I literally am on slow go. And people say, oh, you need to still enjoy your system. You need to do this. And I I'm like, I, I did that. I partied, hung out. You know what I'm saying? I went to the club. I did the the, the cookhouse. I did the, this, that, and the third.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I'm going home. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. If I want to go out, I'm going to go out to eat because I don't want to cook.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not
1: going to catch me in nobody's spot. Like, you're not going to nah, catch me. Because nah, nah, nah. I'm a to <laughs> And I'm gonna sit here, uh, <laughs> my, my big screen TV and my leather couches and my view, and I'm gonna, you know, you so go. that's where I am. But I do have put it this way, I'm I'm trying to be low with mine, and that's it, and just enjoy it and be content and stay prayed up, and that's it. Because okay. although, oh, definitely,
0: I mean, you from when I met you to to even now, I mean. Those are all the things that you deserve, and you, you, you've had growth career-wise, and you seem as if you're growing person personally. Um, and as you just said, you know, a person can be wise, but it's through experience that you mm-hmm. truly understand, you know, the way things are, or not even the way things are, but for you you know and and that's a that's a thing that that's most important right you focusing on you um mm-hmm. can't focus on everybody else if you're not well and I mean you can try but
1: you can't pull from an empty cup yeah yeah
0: hundred percent so you know I always I always especially you know I, I used to laugh when people say, you know, I love, I love you more than I love myself. No, you don't. <laughs> it's impossible. can't. You can't. You can't.
1: You can't. cannot. People do that. People nah, do, that. People do it, that. It ends
0: horribly. That's what I'm saying. You can't. That, <laughs> it ends horribly. You can't. <laughs> See, right. It doesn't end. There's no happy ending to that. Well, it, ends up, it ends up in a horrible place. And with trauma and, and scars physically and mentally <laughs> so and
1: spiritually so, soul ties are real man
0: hundred uh, percent well i mean are there any last words because you've definitely shared a lot and i appreciate your time i thank you um this was definitely a long time coming you yes. were you were on my mind it wasn't
1: you know <laughs> okay, I got, I don't- and I saw certain people get it first. I was like, really Hector? <laughs> <laughs> I had to think, you know, uh-huh. you gotta give people grace and, and 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 everybody deserves to be highlighted and spoke to and spoke of and you know yeah. so I I learned that I learned that in terms of the last words, right?
2: <laughs>
1: um acknowledgement is not the, should not be Seeking the vein that. of your existence, <laughs> you know, huh?
0: Shouldn't be seeked out.
1: Yeah, shouldn't it shouldn't be it. something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, what's for you, what's meant for you is going to be for you. Um, I may be, I may think I, I may feel like I've been through a lot, but I feel like there's so much more to come. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's like it. when you're ready to dream those big dreams again this it's never too late to do that you know um i made a huge step a leap from leaving where i was in terms of my profession and being i don't have my own family and stuff like that this is this is what it is for me like it's my job it's my it's my husband you know what i mean and I'm not doing quinceañeras, I'm not doing baby showers, I'm not doing all those things. I'm attending those for someone else. So for me, I'm realizing I I could could grind, I could grind and grind and grind and grind. I could grind. And it depends on what I'm grinding for and how I'm grinding. They say work smarter, not harder. So right now I'm on the, trying to map it out and strategize so I could still be successful with minimal effort because I put so much effort forward for so long. And when you see me, you're gonna see me in traffic because I'm not chilling on nobody's bench no more. <laughs> you're gonna see me on a flight. If you see me at all, because we probably didn't even go places
0: <laughs> you know? I hear you. I hear
1: you. So that's uh, that that's the closing words for me. Uh, but I'm thankful that you thought of me when you thought of me and at this time mm-hmm. maybe times before wouldn't have been optimal. You know, um so I'm just proud of you having a podcast, being somebody who is exposing others to inspirational situations, stories or whatever the case may be, because we can never stop believing, you can never stop hoping, you know. I when mean, you lose that, and I think that's a good thing about podcasts, you hear people's perspectives, right? And then it mm-hmm. gives you a different outlook on totally. things. Right?
2: Totally. totally.
1: My husband oh. was just watching a podcast before I even started, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah. it's a barbershop one. I forget; I don't remember all these people.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but I thank you, and God bless you. God bless your wife. God bless your 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 path and your journey, and you know, much respect, Hector. I really yeah. appreciate. it. Right, thank you,
0: thank you for your time, man. And like I said, you know you. Everyone, you know, it's, there's so many stories and so many people in my life, right? When I really sat down and I really think about it, I was just like, man, how the hell am I going to fit this? Yeah, you know, how am I going to do this? So when I, you know, and it's just so many people, so many people, and, you know, and it's not, it's like, there's people that I, that I don't even know. And they're just trying to like, oh, nah, come on, give me a show. And I'm like, I got to get through the people that I, that I know first to get to, that, if I even want to do that, you know what I mean? And so, but it's, it's, but it's but it's the, it's the stories from people that I know, that I know are very impactful. And I know that your story is a story that someone will listen to and be like, you know what? Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? It's relatable. It's something that you can take and you just be like, you know what? She made it out of that. I can do the same thing you know and right. and 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 it's and it's kind of taking the strength of those stories and and leeching off of them until you're able to stand on your own too and you know and I'm and like I said I thank you for your time and I thank you for your story I thank you for your strength for your friendship um for you not beating me up back in two thousand and seven uh, I'm a- yeah Yeah, okay (laughs) now you are (laughs) I'm (laughs) (laughs) both but no but in all seriousness I appreciate you and you were one of the people that kind of co-signed me to to be down here you know there's a lot of people that when I first started working down here like well who are you where are you from and and all this stuff and you know and you kind of helped me understand what the Lower East Side was about, the culture, you know, and and, and what that means and, and, and why people are so proud to live in the Lower East Side and stuff like that. So I thank you for your time. This has been Shahida Yasmin, the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I have been just Heck, and this is just another podcast. Be safe out there. Take care. Have a good night, and thank you for listening.